everyone, welcome to the Games Are Fun podcast. My name is Luke Armstrong and I am your host. Joining me this week is my co-host Garrett Neely. Garrett, how's it going? We missed you on the, the show last, I guess, a couple weeks now. How's it going? Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. I was a little under the weather. I'm feeling a lot better now and happy to be back. So awesome. how are you doing this week, Luke? I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of last week, there was no show last week, as some of you might have noticed, because um, Garrett got sick and then it was my turn to get sick. So I was like out all weekend last week and yeah, it was not fun. I had the flu and it just, it was tough trying to, to get the show together and getting in our schedule. So we just decided, you know what, let's skip this week and then we can just pick back, back up next week. So that's what we're doing. So that's why there was no episode last week, but uh, yeah, we're, we're back. Uh, it's just Garrett joining me today. Adam was watching the Super Bowl landed up by the time we're recording. The game's actually done now. So uh, did you, you watch the game, the whole game? Or? I did. I did. I watched the whole game. It was a good game. I'm not really a fan of Kansas city or, um, the 49ers, 49ers, but just, uh, was hoping for a interesting game and it was a good one. So, nice. um, I'm okay with Kansas city winning. Cause I did go to Texas tech for a little while and that's where Patrick Mahomes, their, their quarterback went. So gotcha. that, that was pretty cool to see him get a, get a super bowl, but yeah, yeah, yeah it was a good game. Nice. And I, for myself, I don't normally, it's kind of depends, I guess, on what teams are playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and it sucks cause in Canada, like you can't even watch for, the commercials either because of like broadcast like we get just mm. our it, it, it's like it's funny because sometimes you'll be watching it and it will just you can kind of it'll start a commercial and then it'll like quickly switch to like our canadian something advertise. local yeah yeah um but sometimes you can see the ones that like were in both regions like because they'll be like okay this commercial is really high production this was right. definitely a super bowl ad that we got to see so yeah, there were some good ones this year. Uh, overall, I thought it was a little bit of a weak year yeah. as far as the commercials went, but I'm mostly there for the football anyways. Yeah, so. <laughs> was there any uh, any gaming-related commercials? The Xbox um, come up with anything? So or? nothing Xbox, nothing PlayStation, but as soon as the game was over and they went to the first commercial break after the game, there was a Nintendo ad. Um, it oh, was really? nothing new, but it was just kind of a... Uh, a girl um, calling her dad while he was at work and asking for help in Zelda um, Link's <laughs> Awakening. And then he said, yeah, let's play some games when I get home. And yeah. they were playing Luigi's Mansion. But uh, yeah, nothing. It was kind of a weird ad. I was like, this huh. was just uh, just an ad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a heartfelt, heartwarming little ad. Nice. Cool. Well, I hope everyone else enjoyed the Super Bowl. Um, and... Yeah, we got an interesting show for you. It's going to be a very chill, laid-back show. We were kind of trying to come up with what we wanted to do for this week's episode, but it's kind of at a time of year where there's not a lot of news going on. Um, So we decided that we would just kind of take this show to talk about some underrated video games. So we're going to be kind of listing some of our most favorite underrated video games. So games that not necessarily were got low scores or something underrated in the sense that maybe a lot of people don't know of the games um games that are really good but maybe didn't get that exposure that they deserve and stuff like that so we're just gonna be listing those games um but before we get to that we're gonna just kind of catch up um catch you guys up on what we've been playing recently and stuff like that so it's gonna be a very chill show it's not gonna be super long um 
yeah, that's just how <laughs> this week goes. I mean, it's great now that I have someone to kind of bounce things off of. Cause when I first started the show and there was, if there was a week like this, I'd probably just take the week off. Cause it's like, <laughs> I don't want to force myself to talk about some boring news story that no one else really cares about, you know? So right. at least now we can kind of just, you know, shoot the shit and talk about, uh, games for the next hour or so. Yeah. Sounds good. So before we get to uh, talking about all of that stuff, just a reminder that the podcast airs every Tuesday uh, each week, Garrett, myself, and Adam discuss the biggest topics in the video game industry and share opinions on new game releases. Uh, The show is available on all major podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, um, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave us a review. I noticed in the last couple of weeks, people have left a couple of reviews, and that really helps the show get exposure when you leave ratings and stuff like that. So if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could just take a couple seconds to leave us a review, that would be great. And uh, if you enjoy the show on whatever other platform you're listening to on, maybe consider subscribing so that uh, you know every time a show is going live and everything like that. So... Yeah, uh, a reminder that uh, make sure you head over to Twitter at GamesAreFunPod and follow us there. You can also find a link for our Twitter page uh, in the show notes. That's the best place to kind of keep up to date on what's going on with the podcast. Um, we don't have a website up and running yet. Eventually, we're, we're working on that, and that's something that we are going to have down uh, later down the road. But Twitter is kind of the best place you can go to kind of keep up to date. So, like, Last week when there wasn't a show, we posted an update that we were taking the week off and stuff like that. So if you're wondering like where, where, what's going on with the podcast, what's going on, Twitter is the best place to go. So I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that. One more thing, we had a giveaway that was going in uh, for a copy of NBA 2K20 on Xbox One. Our goal was to hopefully get... 300 followers for the giveaway to happen. Unfortunately, we weren't able to to make that. Um, we got a bunch of followers right when we kind of launched that giveaway and then it kind of, you know, tapered off a little bit. Um, so we didn't reach our goal of 300 followers, unfortunately, but of course we still wanted to do the giveaway to the people that entered. So with that being said, at the solo gamer three on Twitter has won a copy of NBA 2K20. Uh, so if you're listening to this, I've, I have sent you a message on Twitter and um, yeah, congratulations on winning that that game. That's something that we're going to hopefully do going forward. Maybe maybe every month we do some sort of giveaway. Um, we're still trying to come up with some ideas of getting that set, but that's something that we want to kind of do so that we can kind of give back to you guys who tune in every week and stuff. So um, yeah, congrats on the solo gamer uh, for winning a free free video game. All right. I think that's that's everything for housekeeping. So let's talk about what we've been playing recently. So Garrett, uh, it's been been like three weeks for you since we've talked mm-hmm. talked to you. So I'm sure you've played a couple different games. Yeah. So I actually have been having a little bit of a hard time staying on any one thing. So I'll go through a few things that I've been playing. Um, first off was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, I know you guys talked about that on the last show, mm-hmm. and um, you know my feelings were pretty similar to Adams now. I haven't gotten very far in it just because it hasn't really hooked me too much. Um, it's not a bad game by any means, and it's it's definitely something that I'm going to give some time to at some point, but just wasn't really feeling it at the moment. Um, I was looking for a little bit more of the RPG mechanics than what they really oh, okay. uh, kind of delivered. Um, it's, it's, 
it's basically a fighting game where the RPG mechanics just make the numbers get bigger. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a weird hybrid in that sense. Um, but like I said, it's, it's a fun game and just wasn't, uh, really striking my mood at the moment. So, uh, I'll get back to it eventually. Uh, I think I only put like three or four hours into it. So oh, okay. I may honestly just, just, um, restart it whenever I get, get in the mood to, right, to play yeah. through it. Um, but yeah, pretty much everything that Adam said about it, I, I feel the same way. It's um, it's it's a solid game. If you're a fan of the series, I think you'll get a little bit more out of it than someone that's not. But if you're not a fan, then you, you know it's definitely got enough in there to uh, kind of explain what's going on. And, Interesting. And, yeah, I uh, I wasn't I was considering picking it up myself, even though I'm not really into Dragon Ball Z at all. But the mm-hmm. game looked interesting because it was. It, it was an RPG and everything, but that kind of seems to be the dialogue that I'm hearing from a lot of other people is um, as they kind of get into the later game, it's kind of losing its appeal a little bit. Um, I haven't heard a lot of people talking about the, yeah, it just, it seemed like everyone was talking about when it first launched and everyone was having a great time playing. And then within like a week after that, I really, no one was talking about it anymore. So yeah, I think it's one of those games that, uh, it's kind of it if it, it loses its edge for some people um, right later on i think what adam said about uh it being kind of a double a game was really on the nose because it's it's yeah there's nothing technically wrong with it it's a good mm-hmm. game it's fun but it's definitely not like a game of the year contender or anything yeah. like that it's not really got a a you know dynamic um you know new systems or right. anything like that it's it's very um Things that we've seen before, so and probably a good time then for for it choosing to come out at, in January when there's nothing really else to play because I feel like that game got more attention because it was the biggest release, the first big release of the year. So for sure, that probably for sure. helped it quite a bit. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, I mean, if it if it had come out at any other point during this year, I probably wouldn't Skip have bought it. it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, eventually, you know, I'd get to it eventually on a sale, but I was just itching for something to play. And I thought that was going to hook me And yeah. yeah, like I said, kind of didn't, uh, didn't grab me how I was hoping for, but we'll, we'll get back to it. Um, so what else I have been playing? Um, I started doom 2016. That's not something that I had played before and kind of the same deal with that. Like I really enjoyed what I was playing. I see how it's different from other shooters with the whole glory kill mechanic Mm -hmm. where you have to, um, you know, wait, you know, take their health down, wait for them to, kind of flash and then you can go up and do the glory kill and that restores your health and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and it was fun what I played of it. I maybe played an hour, hour and a half, but, uh, just didn't really f- grab me. Just didn't feel the drive to get back to it. So I'm kind of in this weird spot right now. Like I said, where it just, I'm bouncing around from game to game and just trying to find something. I think I'm just ready for something new. Yeah. Um, um I also hopped back into kingdom hearts two. Um, I put, a lot more hours into that recently than I did anything else. I, I had uh, last holiday season, so 2018 going mm-hmm. into 2019, I picked up the collection on PS4. I played through the first game, and then I played... Well, I started one of the side games, and the combat was a little weird. That was the um, rechain of memories, and it's kind of like this weird card game system, and yeah. it just wasn't the combat was not grabbing me. So I ended up just watching all the cutscenes from that and moving on to kingdom hearts two. Um, and then, you know, I played about three hours of kingdom hearts two and, um, something else took my attention. I'm not, I can't remember what it was. I actually, I think it was apex. I think apex came out and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to move on to something else. And so, 
Um, a couple days ago, I just kind of got the itch to play some Kingdom Hearts again. So I was like, you know what? I'll load it up. I'm just going to watch the cutscenes from those first three hours just to kind of remind me what was mm-hmm. going on. And um, I played about eight more hours of that. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm about halfway through the game. And um, so far, it's basically just the same thing as Kingdom Hearts 1. Um, the gameplay is a lot more fun. It's a lot more fluid. There's not as many like... Um, I mean, it's a PS2 game. You can definitely sure, tell. Sure, yeah. But it's... Um, they definitely made some improvements to the the actual mechanics of the of the the fighting right but the story is just very very basic you're going from disney world to disney world and <laughs> saving the day yeah and I, there's some other stuff kind of going on in the background but um i know that it's not really explained until later on in the game and then off into some other games what's actually going on yeah. so it's kind of a hard one to get through but i think that i'll probably finish that um here in the next couple weeks Nice. Yeah, I, it's a uh, Kingdom Hearts is such a interesting franchise because it's like it's funny watching people try to explain Kingdom Hearts to somebody who doesn't know what Kingdom Hearts is, because mm-hmm. it is very odd, I think, to people like from like an outsider looking in of mm-hmm. you see these Disney characters mixed with like, you know, kind of like like Final Fantasy, essentially. And it's like, where do you even start with a concept like that? Right. So, right. um, are you, so you're playing through these to, to hopefully get to three and play through that. Yeah. So yeah. I think the thing that trips a lot of people up with kingdom hearts is they, they, you know, a lot of game series, you can kind of just read a recap and feel like you're, you understand what's mm-hmm. going on. And I think for kingdom hearts, you really do need to just play the first game. Um, because it's got, it's more about like the the atmosphere of the game so more than like what's actually going on it's just got a very unique style and um yeah i don't like you said it's it's really hard to explain <laughs> exactly, it really yeah. is i think if if there's anybody that's interested at all in the series just play the first game and you'll know from then whether it's something you want to continue yeah, on yeah. with um but other than that i started this weird little self-imposed challenge um through Pokemon. So uh, one thing we can probably talk about real quick is the Pokemon home information that came out. Um, Oh yeah, that's right. So basically Pokemon home is going to be a app that you can get on your phone and your switch where um, you can transfer all your Pokemon from uh, Pokemon go Pokemon sword and shield. Let's go. um, As well as all the games from the three DS era that Mm -hmm. can be, uh, you can import those via Pokemon bank. Uh, and so basically it's just a big cloud service to keep all your Pokemon in one spot, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I had been kind of thinking about this for a little while, but I wanted to go through all the old games and basically start from, uh, red and blue, or really in this case, the remakes, uh, fire red and leaf green and catch every Pokemon from its original region. So meaning, the original 151 have got to come from uh, the game, the Fire Red and Leaf right, games, yeah. and then the, the the ones that were added in Generation Two come from the remakes of of Gold, Gold and, and Silver, Silver games, yeah. and and so on and so forth for for every game. Um, it's a stupid challenge that has absolutely no <laughs> no meaning to it, but I like playing Pokemon and I like collecting them more than I like battling, so I figured mm-hmm. it would be something fun to just kind of. Uh, keep in my back pocket for any day that I right. can't decide on anything else. I'll just pull out Pokemon and catch a few and, and chip away at it. It's probably going to take me 
years to, to actually complete it, but <laughs> yeah, um, just kind of a fun little self-imposed challenge to, uh, to, to, to have around to, to work on yeah. whenever I'm bored. That, so that's, that's pretty cool. Cause like you think about it with those caught in their original game, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of cool in a sense, right? Like it, it reminds me, I actually, I don't know, probably five years ago, I want to say I found this streamer on Twitch who was, um, he, he was only streaming. I think he had like two people watching. Um, mm-hmm. and it was, I found him through like searching Pokemon games, I think. And he was on, he's playing Pokemon stadium too. And I'm like, okay, but it wasn't Pokemon stadium. He was, I saw that the, like the game boy game was kind of like on the thumbnail. So I clicked on the video right. and what he was doing was he was catching, um, he was trying to catch shiny Pokemon for, can't remember which exact game, um, but he wanted to have a complete shiny decks of all mm. shiny Pokemon, and he was playing it through the Game Boy Color adapter for the Nintendo sixty four so that he could play at a really quick pace. Because right. what he was doing is because obviously in the original games the sprites and everything they're all like one color. How could you tell if a, mm-hmm. a Pokemon is shiny or not? But the thing is is he was trying to catch a shiny Zapdos and the way you could tell is based on the stats of the shiny Zapdos was a different from a normal Zapdos. That's so right. he like spent lit- like, I'm not even kidding. Like half a year. I would just watch him and he would just repeat the cycle of like saving at Zapdos. He would have a master ball, like catch it. And <laughs> that the great thing with that emulator through Pokemon stadium is he could speed it up really quick. So it was like right. really, really fast. And, yeah, I think he finally did it at some point. Then he transferred that Zapdos into one of the other later games or something mm-hmm. like that. But that's kind of when you're saying of catching original in there, that's what that reminded me of anyways. So Yeah, I know I'm not the first one to do this either. There's um, a YouTuber called uh, Birdkeeper Toby, and he, oh, okay. he did a challenge similar to this at one point. I believe he called it the Master Decks Challenge. So nice. if anyone kind of wants to see what I'm talking about, you can just Google that, and I'm yeah. sure you'll find his videos. Um, but yeah, the cool thing is that when you eventually get them all transferred up, it will stay like in their stats, like caught in Kanto or caught in Johto or wherever oh, cool. they're originally caught. Yeah. So you can actually track that and see that they were, um, you know, from their original original Regions, place. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Um, but other than that. Um, I hopped in and played a little bit of Apex one day, and oh, nice. man, I have I am rusty. So <laughs> yeah, been I'd like to get back. For a bit. <laughs> yeah, a long time. I'd like to get back onto that and and kind of remind myself of how everything works in that mm-hmm. game and and get back on it because the new season looks like it's going to be pretty cool. So, um, really, that's that's all I've been into these last few weeks. Nice. Well, yeah, I I totally hear what you're saying of like getting in one of those like ruts where you're kind of just trying to find a game. And just everything's just kind of like, man, I'm not really feeling any of this. I'm not really, you know, uh, getting involved in these game stories or the gameplay or whatever the case may be. And mm-hmm. sometimes you just kind of got to hop around or just, you know, maybe to even take a break from from games altogether and mm-hmm. watch movies or watch TV or just do something else to and then come back when you're you're feeling that urge to play something or a new game comes out or something like that. Right. right. So. Yeah, I know exactly what I want to play, and it's Animal Crossing. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to start a new game on New Leaf right yeah. now, and we're so close to, <laughs> to New Horizons. So. It's it's close, man. Like you think about it, February. I guess it's a leap year this year, so we got mm-hmm. 
we got a short month here and then just 20, I don't know how many days we're out, but we're, we're really close. Like yep. it's, it's close here. So that's uh yeah, that's very exciting for myself. I too have kind of, well, so I was sick and I was so sick for the first, like, like when I say I was sick, like I took almost a week off work. Uh, I had mm. the flu so bad that like in the first three days I did nothing. Like I was barely even watching TV. I think I just had it on and I was just mm-hmm. like lying in bed and just resting. Cause I had no energy to do anything. So playing a game was not even really something I even thought of doing. And uh, near the tail end of, I started feeling better. I'm like, I had mentioned uh, last week, I think that I was trying to finish up Yakuza Kiwami 2. And mm-hmm. I actually was able to, to beat it. I think it took me, I think my total time was roughly 30 hours, somewhere in there. So it wasn't like, I could have done a lot more. Um, I think it has like 16 chapters, the main storyline. And basically with the the game you you follow the main storyline and then there's a ton of like sub stories of like side quests that you can kind of do and sometimes these are triggered by you're just walking down a street and then it just kind of goes into like a in-game cutscene that you mm. kind of deal do you can either do the quest right away there or you can leave it and come back to it kind of thing um and so with the yakuza games i kind of like would not streamline the main quest, but I would kind of make that my priority. And then if it got to any time where you kind of had some downtime, I would, you know, try to knock off like two or three side stories and then kind of move on. So I definitely could have put more, like there's still lots of game left, but um, Mm -hmm. just, I just wanted to get the main storyline done because the Yakuza remastered collection is the physical version is uh, coming out next month. I I guess Mm. we're in February. So yeah, it's coming out on the 11th and I wanted to, to beat the second game so that I could play three once it came in. So pretty excited for that. Cause it's, I, I have all the like steel books for the Yakuza games and I, you, Yakuza three and four came out in the fall last year. And then five's coming out this month. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get like, I like the series so much. I wanted to get some sort of like special edition. So I got the, this physical edition that I think comes with a steel book case. And then it, it randomly comes with a PS3 game, um, case for Yakuza five with the art on it and everything, but there's, it's not a PS3. There's no PS3 game. Like it's interesting. It's really weird. And the reason why is because Yakuza five was never released physically in the west um it only got a Mm. physical release i think in europe and japan and yakuza 3 on playstation 3 only released physically in the west you couldn't actually buy it digitally on the store so interesting yeah yakuza has this like really weird history with the west but it like as i've talked about on on the show many times before it's uh it's it's gone in a bigger falling this generation. So they've been porting like crazy. The only thing that kind of sucks is Yakuza Kiwami two and Kiwami, I believe were, um, redone in the dragon engine, which Yakuza six was done in. Whereas Mm -hmm. three, four and five are just remastered versions of the PS three game. So it's Mm -hmm. kind of an older, 
um, engine that used this game. So it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. But anyways, right. long story short, I'm glad I got uh, got that done. Nice. Yeah, it's... I. When it comes to Game Pass, I'll talk about it more. We, I, it wouldn't be a Games Are Fun podcast if Luke didn't talk a little <laughs> bit about Yakuza. But it's just, yeah, I love the story. Uh, the second one was great. I wouldn't put it... I liked it. It's probably my... I've only played Zero, the first one, and the second one. And I have to say it's mm-hmm. probably my least favorite in terms of the story. But, uh, yeah, great game. And I'm really excited that more people are going to play it once it comes to Game Pass. So Yeah, I'm... Definitely going to check it out. It's one that I've always been interested in. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, have you ever played the Shenmue games? So I never played Shenmue until they came out on the current gen for the, mm-hmm. their remastered. And I actually played three quarters of Shenmue and then um, just kind of got onto something else. And uh, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to go back to them and play them so that I could get Shenmue 3, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say Yakuza is a, definitely a spiritual successor to the Shenmue games. Um, That's what I was asking. Yeah. Cause I know growing up, my cousin had, um, on the original Xbox, the, uh, I think it was one and two, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. in a package that you could get. And he, uh, he really liked it and I never really got, got a chance to try it other than mm-hmm. for a few minutes at his place. But it's always one that I've been interested in and I always can kind of see the parallels with, yeah. with Yakuza. So it's it's very cool because it's i mean you're you're walking around this like living breathing world of japan that it, it it's crazy how how much detail there is on like the map isn't huge by any means um but it's like very well detailed like there's mm-hmm. lots of people walking around and you see people like in buildings that you can't go into necessarily you can actually go into a lot of the buildings on like most open world games like it it's right. uh and it, it pulled a lot of those things that I think the Shenmue franchise kind of established and just perfected them. Um, nice. Yeah, the one thing that Shenmue sucks at is the combat is like just brutal. <laughs> um, That's and, what I've heard. Yeah, yeah, and with Yakuza, it, it's a brawler. Like if you like just going and just it's very ridiculous. Like you're punching guys like crazy. You can use uh, pick up weapons and like like there you literally there's this. Uh, they're called like heat moves that kind of almost kind of are like a cut scene where you hit the triangle once you filled up your heat meter and it will do like a, a special attack that will take out mm. a lot of damage. And so it'll be like a little cut scene kind of thing that when you, you use one of those moves. So like if you have a weapon on you, like a knife, Kiru will like take the knife and like stab the guy like in the gut. <laughs> but like then the the fight scene's over and then it's back to the cut scene. The guy's like just it was like getting up like he just got beat up i'm like it literally showed Kiryu like <laughs> gutting him and blood coming out and so it's a little silly like that but um it's quite fun if you like just button smashing kind of yeah. brawler type of game sounds, so. sounds right up my alley yeah so i'm excited for it to finally hit game pass i'm hoping it's this month they've been teasing something think, on twitter yeah i have that feeling that it's a good time for them because like the Yakuza, maybe it's just because that the Yakuza remaster coming out on PS4. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe now that those are out, they, I don't know. It, it's a good time that there's going to be people already kind of talking about Yakuza and then maybe you could pull in that Xbox crowd. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it'd be a good time. I just hope that they don't come at like, cause if they don't come this month, it's like, gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Like, who's gonna <laughs> yeah. really want to play it? I guess Game Pass subscribers who maybe aren't really interested in some of the big releases, but 
Right. Still. Right. Yeah. Um, other than that, I haven't played too much. I oddly enough, well, actually, so I, I was telling the guys off, off air that I've kind of gone through this like urge of consuming like some mafia type of stuff. Cause I, I, when I was growing up, I was obsessed with like mobsters and like mobster mm. movies. And I think a, a lot of kids kind of go through that phase at some point in time. Mm-hmm. And I watched the Irishman when I was sick and it got me in this mood to kind of get into something mobster. Like, so I'm like, I want to rewatch the mobster movie. So I watched Goodfellas and then I'm like, well, I really want to watch another Martin Scorsese film. So I watched Casino and then I watched Codfather and I was like, you know what's a good game is Mafia 2. I really liked <laughs> Mafia 2. And so I booted up Mafia 2 because it's backwards compatible on Xbox One. And I probably honestly played like almost half the game, I want to say. And having played it, that game has not aged great. Um, <laughs> it looks really bad in my opinion. Like the character models like look very stiff and very... Their faces show very little emotion and it's it's a little rough around the edges. The open world is not, there's not a lot to do in it, but I just kind of wanted that, that type of story. And so as I was playing, I was like, you know what? I totally like played Mafia 3 for like three or four hours and then never played that game again. I just got onto something else. And so mm. I booted up Mafia 3, restarted it. And so I pretty much played everything that I've already played um and so now i'm kind of getting into new stuff which is fun but mafia 3 like that's a that's a good uh, game i guess to throw on the underrated game list because it, it's it's mm. quite good like it uh, has a great soundtrack great characters great story uh the game is a little repetitive repetitive on the missions that you have to do is my mm. only real complaint about it but uh yeah, like I very weird game to go back to, but uh, I've been having fun with it. So I guess that's all that really matters. Nice. Did, did, yeah. Have you ever played the Mafia games? I haven't. They've um, when Mafia Three came out, it looked pretty interesting, but I I never really um, had the chance to jump in and try it out. So that might be one I have to uh, pick up on sale sometime. Yeah, it's uh, and I think it's been it's pretty dirt cheap like when it goes on sale like i think you mm-hmm. could honestly pick it up for like eight bucks or something like that nice. so um yeah so that's been been kind of interesting the only thing that is again i don't want to spoil in case you ever one day do to decide to play the weird janky mafia too but <laughs> the game like ended on a bit of a I, again if you don't want spoilers for mafia 2 it's not spoilers in the sense of story beats or anything but the game kind of ended on a bit of a cliffhanger and Mm. not like a super cliffhanger but you were like oh what's gonna happen next and then when mafia 3 came out you found out it was a completely new character completely different region and there was characters and things from mafia 2 that made its way into mafia 3 but i was like damn it like Mm. i wanted uh like a direct sequel of like the moments after that game so Kind of sucks when that happens. I wonder but. if there's anything later in Mafia Three that kind of goes back and explains what happened. That's it's but, yeah. seems like an interesting choice. I think <laughs> there is because I think I found like on a Reddit, um, there's some something in Mafia Three explains like kind of what happened to, um, and answers that question. But it mm-hmm. would have been cooler 
like show me, yeah. don't tell me kind of thing. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, uh, and then lastly, before we move on here, I played, I got a, a code was provided to me by raw fury, the publisher for a game called mosaic. And so I was playing that on Xbox one and it's kind of an interesting game that, uh, it's very artsy. Uh, it's by the developer Krill bite. And I guess what's the best way to, well, I'm just going to read this, the synopsis of what's on the steam page. Um, so enter a world that's utterly surreal and eerily familiar. Escape the, uh, mundane, mundane. Oh, I can never say that word. Mundane. Mund, oh, geez. I'm, mundane. Mund, but mundane. Yeah, I guess mundanity <laughs> of your existence in an experience that will stay with you. Uh, Mosaic is a narrative driven modern adventure game with a story that lasts about two or three hours. So it's a very quick game. Hmm. Um, very minimal kind of art style. You kind of play as a character that has these, very small beady black eyes and kind of is a odd shaped, like very polygonal, like like a polygon type of character. And like, Mm. he is basically just, um, going, going through, through life. Um, and it's a, it's a really good narrative game that kind of is a social commentary on, um, mental health and how it's affected by, you know, the, the day in day out of corporate America of going to your Mm. work and doing the same thing over and over again. So, um, highly, highly recommended if you're looking for a kind of, you know, one of those narrative driven experiences that talk about things like depression and isolation and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it just launched on, uh, Nintendo switch PS4 and Xbox one, on I think it was January twenty third it dropped so hmm. uh, yeah if you guys are interested it's I um, I'll put a link in the show notes so you can kind of check that out on Steam and and some of the other stores there if you're interested but uh, yeah thank you to uh, Raw Fury who provided the code for that game um, really cool game awesome um, and then before I move on I don't want to talk about it yet but I have played Kentucky Route Zero. Um, hmm probably play i played the first act i guess of of the game and so it, yeah it's interesting it's a game that i was had a lot of buzz um when the game had first come out on pc and then they finally released the final act for the game and then also launched it on consoles and uh so if you're looking for another really well-written narrative video game i really recommend it very text heavy though. So if you're not interested in reading your video games, I mean, it's probably not going to be your cup of tea, but if you're looking for really solid storytelling of games that kind of have like a, a weird kind of twin peaks, like eeriness to it. Um, I think, I think it would be, be up your alley if you're into that kind of stuff. So I'll talk more about that. I want to kind of play more of that game before I kind of give an official review of it so nice yeah Yeah, you were telling us a little bit about it and it sounds interesting yeah i definitely want to wait and see how you feel about it before i before i jump into that yeah and you like you had mentioned like you're not like super into narrative type of like really heavy narrative 
they're they're pretty hit and miss for me. There's right. some that I'm super into, and other ones where I'm just like, man, this is just I'm just reading a book. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and no disrespect to anyone that likes those kind of things. Um, like I said, some of them really hit hit for me, and other ones just don't. So yeah, kind of want to get some opinions before I no, jump into that fair. one. Yeah, once I once I get play more through it, I'll I'll let you know if it's gonna be something that jives with you or not. Cool. All right, well, let's kind of move into our topic of underrated games. So where do you want to start with this? Do you want to just start going back and forth listing uh, games? Okay, so why don't... uh, So again, to preface this, like I said at the top of the show, these are games that maybe people missed, maybe you haven't heard of, maybe you have heard about them and you've never known if they were good or bad or what the what the case was with them so uh, some of my games that i came up with are i think games that most people have probably heard of but i think they're games that need more attention and need people to kind of go back and experience them so um that's kind of where i came up with my list but why don't you list your your first game for us okay so i came up with my list and i Look, looking back at it right right now, I realize these are all either original Xbox or 360 games. So um, there's kind of a theme here to my list. But the first one I wanted to talk about was the original Prey. Um, so I've, I'm sure everyone's heard of the newer Prey that came out recently. Um, and I was actually really hyped for that game and liked what I played of it. But it was it had nothing to do with the original Prey. Mm-hmm. And so the original Prey, you are a Native American man and you... Uh, basically witness um, aliens coming to earth and um, it's basically got this whole it's a first person shooter and you've got this whole storyline of the you know kind of the mystical side of of native american um, you know religion and, and stuff of that nature as well as aliens and so it's just got this really interesting mix of the two um, you spend a lot of time on on alien spaceships and going like zero gravity and upside down and experiencing all these cool alien guns. And, um, it's, it's nothing, um, you know, that's, that's like revolutionary, but it's a, it was just a really cool story and a really fun game. And, uh, the multiplayer was pretty fun as well. I'm not sure if those servers are still up, but it is backwards compatible on Xbox one. So if you haven't played it, I mean, I'm sure you can pick up a copy at GameStop for like two or three dollars at this point. And if if you're going the digital route, I'm sure it's probably ten dollars or less. So right. uh, that was the first one I wanted to bring some attention to. I played it when it first came out, and and have been hoping for an actual sequel ever since. And I don't know that that's ever going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't think so at this point. Yeah, yeah. It, but, it's amazing that we actually got a game th- with a prey name on it because Mm -hmm. of you know prey 2 being in development hell and then getting canceled and all that and then rebooted with a new studio and everything like that um yeah it's uh i i think i actually bought prey from a game like eb games gamestop or whatever Mm -hmm. for like five bucks and i think it's Mm -hmm. sitting on my shelf and i have never never played it so now that you mention it, uh, if I ever find the time, that's like you said, backwards pal, just pop it in and yeah. give it a shot. I don't think it's very long either. Maybe 10, 15 hours. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's not, um, too involved, but it's a cool little story. And one of the coolest things I liked is there's this old radio show. Uh, the name of it's escaping me now, but basically people would call in and, and, you know, 
describe their alien encounters or UFO sightings and stuff like that. And they actually got the original host of that show to record new like radio style um, segments and, and you can hear them on radios in the game and he's talking about what's actually happening in the game. So it's pretty interesting how they kind of like incorporated something from the real world into the game. So yeah, yeah, check it out. If you haven't played it, it's, it's a good game and it's, it's definitely cheap at this point. Nice. Awesome. Uh, My first game that I wanted to mention was, is Condemned Criminal Origins, um, which is a first person kind of horror survival type game um, that was a very, very early Xbox 360 exclusive uh, back Mm -hmm. in the day. And I, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know, I'm a very big horror horror fan in general, but definitely horror video games. And it was actually the first game that I replay. I replayed it. Uh, I think one, one year. And it was the first time I ever streamed on Twitch. I think I streamed the entire playthrough of that game. Um, I think the most viewers I got up to was maybe nine, which was pretty mm-hmm. cool for an older game. But yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a horror game that's kind of, combines with like criminal investigation type of thing um you're in this city that is just very it's it's condemned essentially like there's uh there's crime all over the place there's squatters in buildings that will try to kill you and attack you and stuff like that so you're you're trying to kind of solve this um this uh invest investigation i guess as um I think you're an FBI agent or something like that. And so you go through this city and all these kind of condemned buildings and come across these and you're looking for a serial killer. And so, yeah, it it basically, it does. um, There are guns in the game. Were there guns? A lot of, the reason why I asked that is because a lot of the combat is actually melee focused. Mm -hmm. So you use a lot of, like pipes and crowbars and big wrenches and like a piece of plywood to yeah. like mm-hmm. hit, hit your enemies and stuff. And it, uh, yeah, I think it's a game that I really liked it. It did, it, it did get a sequel. I never played the sequel, but, um, yeah, a, a great game that I think a lot of people missed out on because it was so early in the Xbox 360 generation. Like I want to say, well, I could just look it up. Uh, let's see. Yeah, two two thousand five was the release date. So yeah, that's like mm-hmm. really early there. Um, I believe it was a launch game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I because the Xbox three sixty launched November oh five. Yeah, so it would yeah to November twenty second two thousand five in North America, and this came out November twenty second two thousand five. So it was a launch mm-hmm. launch title. So. Yeah. so it's funny you mention it. That was actually the next game on my list. Oh, serious? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> here I am talking so much. Yeah, so, go ahead. No, um, I mean you summed it up really well. It's a, it's actually one of the first horror games I think I really got into. Um, and yeah, it's it's a good game. There's mm-hmm. there's not much else to say about it. Same, yeah. same deal. It's, I think as Prey, it's it's probably super cheap now. If you haven't played it, it's not a very long game, so it's definitely worth worth checking out. Um, and it is. Uh, unless they've removed it, but I don't see why they would do that, but it's backwards compatible on Xbox one as well. So another Mm -hmm. game that you could definitely find at a GameStop, I'm sure for like literally, literally pocket change and Mm -hmm. and check it out. So 
Cool. Well, we'll go ahead and I'll do my yeah, next one here. Um, so this one, um, I know we have a lot of uh, kind of funny fans that listen to the show. So uh, this one has been talked about recently on the most recent episode of Gamescast where they did the most iconic Xbox games, um, but it's Chronicles of Riddick. Um, so if you don't know about this game, it's a, basically a prequel to the Riddick movie series, and uh, which is Pitch Black, Chronicles of Riddick, and then I think the newest one was just called Riddick. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a prequel that kind of tells what, what, uh, what Riddick was up to before uh, everything kicked off in the movies and how he kind of get hit, got his special power of being able to see in the dark. And um, it's just a really cool game. It's very... Um, one of those games that's you didn't expect anything out of because it was just like a movie tie-in game. But mm-hmm. whenever I, you know, back in the day, I was super into the Riddick movies, and when it came out, I was just like, yeah, I don't know about that. You know, most of the movie games I've ever played haven't been that great, but I think it came out at a time when I wasn't really playing anything else. So I picked it up, and it's just a it's a cool game where you're basically you start out in prison and you're trying to escape the prison, and and it kind of unravels from there. Um, now, I think the best way to play this is they actually created a sequel for it for the 360, and um, it includes the whole original game as well, and it's obviously better better graphics and textures mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, unfortunately, it's not backwards compatible uh, compatible on Xbox One, mm-hmm. so you, you will need a 360 to play yeah. this one or a, an original Xbox if you just want to play the first part. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool game. And, um, if you're into the Riddick movies at all, you'll, you'll definitely enjoy it. So nice. that was mine. There you go. I, that's a, a, the Riddick series comes up quite a bit. I, when people talk about, uh, like iconic, like you said, iconic Xbox games and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I, I've you, hearing that latest Xbox most iconic when hearing the guys talk about it, kind of funny, it's not the first time I've even heard people talk about Riddick is it's something that clearly made a lasting impression for Xbox players. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, My next one is a game called Virginia, which is a indie game. Like it's small. It's developer is variable state. Uh, It's kind of a first person mystery game. You're an FBI agent who, surprise goes to virginia to look for a disappearing a, a boy who has disappeared and um it kind of you go through again it kind of has a x-files vibe to it because you do mm-hmm. deal with some kind of like supernatural type stuff what's really interesting interesting about virginia is so the art style is very minimal um even if you just Googled the game and look on Google images, you would could pick up what I mean by that minimal art style. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's interesting because the game has no dialogue at all. It's basically all um, silent and you kind of find things out through reading and the scene transitions are incredible. It's very much like a, a movie, like where you're playing something and like it, you'll come across something that maybe reveals something about your character or another character, something in the story that's kind of like this big reveal or big story beat. And it will, it will, you'll sit there kind of going like, Oh my gosh, consuming this, this whatever plot point. And mm-hmm. then we'll just like, now we're, well, now we're sitting in the car with our partner, dr- partner driving somewhere or something like that. And it's like, 
you're still kind of think that last scene is still mm. weighing on you and you're you're moving on to the next thing just like that um you know kind of like the best way to summarize is i don't did you ever watch like breaking bad Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I haven't finished it, but I've watched the first. Okay, so seasons. one of the things that Breaking Bad that I absolutely love is the fade to black. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of not Breaking Bad isn't the only TV show that does that, but when you have that epic climax to a scene, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts to black, and you see you know produced by Vince Gilligan or whatever, yeah. it's like it's that those kinds of cuts of like just when you know you're getting to the height of the the plot or something, and it switches. It just this the transitions there are very powerful and it's a very short game i think you can probably beat it in like an evening if you wanted to um it's ps4 xbox one and obviously pc so i think i always see it on sale on playstation when they have like a psn sale and you could probably get it for like five ten bucks somewhere in there so if you if you like those games again a, a game with a lot of story but doesn't not lots of reading it shows it shows you the story you don't mm-hmm. have to read about it so yeah nice that sounds like one i might be interested in sure um the next one that i had i've got three more how many do you have um i got a couple more we can keep going whatever however many more you want to do because uh i'm not sure how you're doing for time here but oh uh, we're good yeah i've got three more here and um so the first one now this one might get some hate, might get some love. I don't know, but this is um, Enter the Matrix. It was a game on the nice. original Xbox, the PS2, and the GameCube. But I believe that the Xbox version is the best version uh, because it actually runs in 720p and widescreen. So it was an HD game on the original Xbox. Um, now the reason that I think this game's so cool is that if you like the the Matrix movies. They actually, you know, so if, if you're a fan, you know that they filmed the second and third Matrix movie at the same time and split it into two movies. Uh, but what they also did was film a lot of extra footage um, featuring some more of the side characters. Um, and it was for this game. So basically, this you don't play as Neo, you don't play as Trinity or Morpheus or any of the main characters, but you play as the character that um, Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith's wife, uh, the, you play as the her and her partner. Um, and so basically this kind of just fleshes out the universe a little bit and shows kind of some other stuff that's going on during the second and third movies. And it's, um, really cool because they intercut that footage that they filmed, um, in between levels. So basically you're actually watching little mini scenes from the movies that aren't actually in the movie. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really a cool tie in kind of a cool multimedia crossover thing. And, Mm -hmm. Um, there's just lots of really cool secrets and hidden stuff that kind of just expands the lore of the matrix universe. If that's something that you're into, yeah. you know, it's not like the best game ever. Um, but it's, it's fun enough. It's mechanically sound enough that, you know, you can get through the game and not have any, any major issues. But again, this is one that if you want to play it, you're going to have to pick up one of those older systems if you don't have one already. Cause it's, it is locked on those older systems. Uh, there might be a PC version that you could maybe get running. I'm not Possibly, sure. Yeah. But um, definitely worth picking up if you're a fan of The Matrix. And I know we've got the new Matrix movie coming out at some point in the next couple of years. So I may be playing through this one again whenever I do my rewatch of the movies. Right. I I have a feeling that if when Matrix 4 comes out, kind of funny, we'll probably do, I'm hoping they do a Matrix in review because that would be quite cool. And so I might hold off because I've only seen the first Matrix and... 
the second one, and I don't even really remember the second one that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember my brother-in-law, Matt, um, he had the for original Xbox as well, and that was one of his favorite games playing because he's a big fan of The Matrix. And uh, he lent me some of his original Xbox games when I picked up um, actually I didn't pick up my, my mom got me for my birthday a couple of years ago. I, uh, she got her hands on an original Xbox. I'm like, sure. That's awesome. And, yeah. um, it's sitting on my shelf. It's just one of those times, like when I find the time to check mm-hmm. it out, but, uh, I might hold off. And then when that new movie comes out, consume that just like the movies and that'd be yeah. pretty rad. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my choice, which I've talked about on the show before is brutal legend which is a last gen game on ps3 and xbox 360 do you know of brutal legend i do know of it i have never played it but it always looked cool yeah it's so it is a double fine game um so if you like psychonauts and any of the other double fine games you'll probably get down with this game because it's very similar in the writing and the, but basically you play as, I think his name's Eddie Riggs and it, um, you're a roadie who goes, I don't, I don't know if it's like, it's been a while since I played it. I don't, you go to this like world that is very heavily influenced by uh, heavy metal and rock and roll. And mm. it is like voice, but your character is voiced by Jack Black. So that's obviously the big appeal. If you're a big fan of Jack Black, you're going to love this game. Um, but the game is just awesome. You, you fight these like demons and stuff like that using your electric guitar and, um, you you have a battle ax, but you have like these, um, special abilities of using, you know, your electric guitar to like shred and lightning will come down to like, um, kill your enemies and stuff like that. And like the bosses are really cool. Um, you know, Ozzy Osbourne is, uh, in the game, which is really cool. Um, uh, who else? Lemmy from Mm. Motorhead is in the game. Um, so yeah, like if you're into heavy metal, like eighties, heavy metal, um, you like Jack Black, you like, you know, that mythical demon kind of worlds that are kind of that kind of, aesthetic i guess um you you'd really you really like it it's a really fun game and it's a game that i feel like a lot of people missed missed out on even though it was published by ea back in the day um but 95 percent sure that it is backwards compatible so you oh nice you could pick it up um used or probably buy it off the xbox store so yeah really like that game it's super super fun Awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one I've always meant to to pick Check up and out, try yeah. out. So I'm going to have to do it eventually. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the next one that I have is actually two games, but they're it's a, a game and it's sequel. And this is for all the Souls fans out there. This is a game called Atogi Myth of Demons. Um, so this is a From Software game that was exclusive to the original Xbox. Both the first and second game were. Um, and basically it's, it's kind of a similar game to, to like dark souls or demon souls or something like that, but it's a little more action heavy, a little more hack and slash than, and not so much like precision timing and all that, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a hard game. They're both pretty difficult. Um, and basically you're, um, you're this character called Raiko. He's kind of like a, um, um, I'm having to refresh myself a little bit because it's been a long time. I've got the Wikipedia page up here. It <laughs> says he was born into a clan of executioners under the emperor's command, and he was given 
uh, orders to basically kill his own father and, and he couldn't do it so that he, he stole kind of his clan's um, ancient sword and uh, fled, fled the city. And basically um, it, it caused all these demons and stuff to come out into the world. And so basically you're, you're, just slaying demons. There's not much else to it other than that, but it's really a fun game and you got some cool abilities, some like more magic type abilities. And um, yeah, if you're into like the hack and slash type of games, those are both uh, very good games that were uh, kind of the precursor to, to demon souls and dark souls and those kind of games. So uh, again, I'm sorry. These are locked on the original Xbox. So <laughs> you're going to have to pick one up, but Hey, you can get one for like 25, 30 bucks at yeah, a garage exactly, sale or right? something. And yeah. Yeah. And they're both, both good games worth playing. So nice. Definitely recommend checking those out. Awesome. Uh, I got one more game here. Uh, again, if I spend some more time, I'm sure I could come up with more, but um, again, not a game that, I would say is not well known. I would say majority of people know this game, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who haven't played this game. Um, and I think it was well ahead of its time when it came out. And that's mirrors edge um, hmm. from last gen PS3, Xbox 360 mirrors edge is a first person platformer game um, where the main gameplay mechanic is traversal through on top of buildings and through buildings, uh, kind of using like parkour. So lots of wall running, jumping, um, stuff like that. Uh, the, uh, the reason why I say it was ahead of its time is the art style is very vibrant and bright. Um, it's, uh, you're, you're dealing with, um, lots of bright colors and, it just looked really, really solid for a game that came out in 2008. Um, mm. You know, I mentioned playing Mafia 3 that, or Mafia 2. That's a game that came out after Mirror's Edge, and it looks like hot garbage in my opinion. And then <laughs> going back to Mirror's Edge, it's like, holy crap, like just the the visual style of that game just has really held up. Um, and yeah, really, really solid game, um, really fun to play. It's one of those games kind of like Doom where you kind of get into this rhythm of you know killing the monsters it's the same kind of thing of just finding your rhythm of like you're running from building to building and if you die or you fall off the building like you're respawning real quick and then you you take another stab at it and so you kind of learn different moves um as you go and progress through the game and it's just really fun of like running into kind of a new area new top of the building or a new new building that you're running through not knowing what's up ahead and you're you're running at full blast full sprint and just bouncing off walls and just finding that pattern and it's very that's like the fun in it so um couldn't really tell you much about the story mirror's edge catalyst came out for this this current gen and it did not do well um mm -hmm. it, it kind of tanked i think um both from a critical and sales i believe but i didn't mind mirror's edge um because it was a catalyst because it was the same kind of gameplay mechanic and that's what i really liked from the first one but it's uh it's really unfortunate because i think they just they did the seek because it was kind of like a, a prequel i'm if i'm not mistaken mm. and it it just like they could have I think elevated the sequel to a new level and they didn't do that. And so I think a lot of people were disappointed by that. And yeah, so 
I'm probably, again, don't quote me, but I'm sure it's backwards compatible. Um, like all I'm these other sure. games. Yeah. And if you have EA access, it might even be on in the vault there. Um, so yeah, really recommend it. If you haven't played it, even if you just, cause mirror's edge, I got into that game by literally, it was one of those games that was on the Xbox 360 store as a demo. I played mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes of it. And then the next day I went out and bought like when a game can do what the, or a demo can do what it's, it's trying to do. And that is get you to go buy the game. You know, mm-hmm. you know that it's a, it's a good game that if it can capture you in a short amount of time like that. So, um, nice. yeah, again, most people have heard of that game, but I feel like there's a lot of people who haven't played it. So you can count me as one of those. <laughs> I have not played it, but I've always, again, that's yeah. one that's always looked cool. So I need to, rectify that situation and, and pick that one up eventually and it's funny that you mentioned demos because that actually ties in perfectly to my last game here um uh, people may have heard of this game they may not have it's a little bit of a weird one it's called phantom dust and this one nice. is actually free you can yeah. uh, you can get this for free on xbox live right now on xbox one that is um so the reason i say demos are, are interesting is the way that i found out about this game was Um, Back in the day, the original Xbox uh, magazine, official Xbox magazine, every month came with a demo disc and um, usually would have, you know, three or four or five games on there that you could play, you know, 15, 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of or whatever. Um, But this game was actually a hidden demo. So like you had to like, I don't know how people discovered this, but there was a cheat code essentially that you had to insert at or, you know, put in on the controller at the, the main menu of the demo disc. And then the game would just start up and, um, it was an actually an online multiplayer demo. Um, so when this came out and people found out that it was on there, it, it was like a big deal for a little while. Those, everyone was playing this that I knew on my friends list back in the day. So um, basically what this game is, is it's kind of like a third person game, um, kind of actiony, kind of shootery. But uh, the way that it works is you build a deck out of cards and the cards uh, basically determine what different abilities you can use. Um, okay. So you, you are, um, it's been a while since I played it, but basically, you, you know, you, you build your deck and then you go into these battles where you can uh, collect. Um, there's, there's things on the map that you collect that kind of refill your meters and that kind of stuff. And that gives you the ability to use your, um, your different cards that, you know, let you do special attacks and stuff like that. And so there's like a, there's a campaign mode where you go through a story. Um, story is nothing to write home about. It's nothing special, but it's it's a good introduction to how to play the game. And then um, once you get online, that's where the real fun is, and you just have um, battles against other people. And this is one that, same as you, whenever the demo came out, I played the heck out of it. And as soon as it, it actually came out, I was there and bought it day one. I think it was actually a budget title. I think it was like 20 bucks when it oh, came wow. out. So um, now the here's the where we get to the history of this coming to Xbox one. So yeah. this, this was supposed to get a remake or a, um, a sequel of some sort. And, uh, the studio ended up getting closed, um, canceled the remake. Uh, Microsoft did. And basically, uh, they, they decided to just port the old game to Xbox one and released it for free. So, um, it's actually also on windows 10. So, and nice. it's free there as well. Yeah. So, um, this one, you guys have no excuse. You need to check it out. <laughs> if you have not played this game, I highly recommend it. And if anyone out there wants to, um, you know, get online and play some and you don't have anyone to play with, you just hit me up on Twitter and I'll, <laughs> I'll dust off the old, old controller and, nice. and uh, see if I can remember how to play. So. 
That's awesome. It I had never even heard of the game until it had, you know, they had announced that they were doing that remake because I think they mm-hmm. announced at one of the E3s, uh, if memory serves correct. Um, yeah, I think it was like 2014 or 15. Yeah, some, some, somewhere around there. And then I forgot about it because, again, it was a game I had never really heard about. And then I saw it just one day that it had popped up for free and yeah so i uh had i download it but i don't think i've ever actually booted it up so now that hearing you talk about it and actually getting uh some more knowledge of the game i think i'll give it a shot definitely see what's going on with it so yeah you can just play through a few of the first missions and see if it's <laughs> see something it's that you think gonna is, click with is me. gonna be fun yeah. yeah nice so do you have any other games you wanted to mention or that was it that for was me it? cool it sounds like majority of these are, well, I think majority we listed are, are all playable, at least on the Xbox one. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, if you check out any of these games, uh, that we recommended hit us up and, uh, let us know. Cause we'd love to hear about that. You can, uh, hit us up on, on Twitter and let us know, um, if we led you to funny, a hidden gem or something like that. So I would, that's like my favorite thing to do on the show is just to talk about games that, you know, people might not have heard of. That's why we like talking about indie games so much is because they're games that I aren't your AAA big games that everyone is out playing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like giving exposure to games that people missed out on. And cause you know, you can find a lot of, you know, that's exactly what I did back in the day is listen to podcasts and hear people bring up games uh, old or new and go and play them and find, you know, I think one of the guys at IGN really talked about Yakuza and I was like, Oh, I'll give that a shot. And now it's one of my favorite you know, franchises. So I like doing stuff like this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. all right, well, let's kind of wrap up the show here with our question of the week. So last week's question was what is your favorite 3d platformer so we only unfortunately got a couple responses one of them is actually adam um but before that we'll we'll read off uh the response we got on twitter which is from friend of the show of course steven adam's brother um so steven says mario 64 is my pick in a crowded room of great games it was a tough choice with jack and daxter metroid prime ratchet and clank mario sunshine and odyssey and so many others all those games are very solid that you listed. So, but it it goes to show that Mario 64 like revolutionized the 3D platformer, and it still holds holds that even after people have played things like Odyssey and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then again, not really surprising anyone. Adam uh, also chose Mario 64. So he <laughs> says, uh, my answer for the question of the week is Mario 64. It blew my mind as a kid seeing in Mario in 3D and it still holds up very well today. Uh, coincidentally, the European Speedrun Assembly, ESA, held the Break the Record Live event this weekend, weekend, showcasing the talents of seven of the best Mario 64 runners in the world. And it was a blast to watch these guys crush the 120 star category over and over while competing for the world record, which was achieved by cheese with a time of one hour, 38 minutes and 54 seconds. And, uh, he wanted to add that the event that he watched did not impact my decision. I had made that decision before the break the record event. So 
Nice. Very solid answers. I'll turn the question over to you now, Garrett. What is your favorite 3D platformer? Well, this is kind of a tough one. So, like, the most nostalgic for me is definitely Mario 64 Mm -hmm. um, because, like, that was, like, one of the first 3D games that I ever played. I remember going into a Toys R Us um, before I had an N64. It was probably around the launch of the N64, to be honest. And just moving Mario around in 3D, I was like, man, this is incredible. But the one that I've... I never actually ended up owning that game on N64. So the one that that I did own that I was a huge fan of was Banjo-Kazooie. Nice. Um, so I think that's probably got to be my pick. Um, if you haven't played Banjo Kazooie, um, well, hey, here's another uh, <laughs> Xbox shout out. Rare yeah. Replay. It's on Game Pass. Exactly. Go check it out. Both the games are on there. Well, all three of the games. I don't really recommend Nuts and Bolts, but uh, <laughs> one and two are on there. Superb 3D platformers. Um, kind of collect-a-thons. You're just kind of running around picking stuff up for the most part and solving a few minor puzzles here and there, but definitely those got to be my, my nice. pick. It's probably the first one, I'd say. Yeah. For myself, like I, Banjo Kazooie was very, very close as being my pick. Um, I also thought of Jack and Daxter. I talked about Jack and Daxter on uh, the last episode, mm-hmm. but when I think about 3D platformers, then there's one specifically that really made an impact on me when I was a kid, and that's Spyro the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, it was when I had first got a PS2. Um, the only games that we owned for PS2 when we, my parents bought us, we upgraded from the Nintendo 64 to the PlayStation 2 and we had owned crazy taxi for PlayStation 2. And, nice. uh, my dad had grand theft auto three, which I, I was too <laughs> young to play. Unfortunately. Um, however, I definitely did sneak for and sure. play that game. <laughs> um, but all my parents would buy us were PlayStation one games. Cause of course they played on the PS2 mm-hmm. And to save some money, they bought those games. And so I played a ton of PS1 games. And Spyro was a series that I absolutely adored. Me and my older sister played. um, We owned all three of them. And I just remember um, spending so many hours. Uh, Ripto's Rage, the second one, was probably my favorite of the trilogy, I guess. Um, But the first one, you know, holds a special place in my heart. Um... Yeah, again, it's one of those games that you just, like Banjo, you're just going around collecting things. Um, but, again, I they just, that was the, the era of 3D platformers. They just mm-hmm. were doing something that we hadn't seen in games, and it was amazing just, you know, going around in these 3D environments, even if all we were doing were picking up stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And it was actually when the Reignite tril- trilogy came out, uh, Spyro was my second platinum i actually completed everything in that game so that's every freaking gem um every you know egg and everything like that so um yeah spyro is uh is a holds a special place in my heart (laughs) cool all right so let's issue uh this week's question of course you guys can respond um to the question over on our twitter page so at games are fun pod you can also go over to Facebook. I dropped the ball last week. Um, so that's partially why we didn't get a lot of responses is I did not post the question. Normally I post it a day or two after the episode airs so that people kind of get the chance to listen to the show. And um, then I tweet it out and I just, it's been so hectic and I was sick. And so I apologize for that. Um, this question will for sure go up. And so that quote, the question is, um, what is a console 
that you never owned or played that you wish you had. So maybe there's a console growing up that you really wanted, but you never got to. Um, so what is that console uh, that you missed out on that you wish you got a chance to experience? So again, you can answer on Twitter or Facebook, or you can email uh, me. It's luke at gamesarefunpodcast.com. Or you can email contact at gamesarefunpodcast.com. Um, our old email address, gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com is still active. Uh, I'm working on getting a, uh, a email address that will be like Q of the week or QOW at gamesarefunpodcast.com that will be specifically for question of the week answers. But uh, I need to set that up and get that organized. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you think and we'll read your guys' submissions on next week's episode and then we'll also give our answers for that question so all right i guess that kind of wraps up this episode we went for a good chunk of time there that was that was pretty good for a very laid-back show um for sure garrett thank you so much for joining me this week where can people keep up with you absolutely yeah i'm on twitter at lp panther and basically if you search anywhere i'm lp panther so you'll find me and you can follow me on twitter at luke allen arm um, follow the show, like I said, on Twitter at games are fun pod, search for games are fun on Facebook. And then of course, if you have enjoyed the show and have enjoyed this episode, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to on. I see all you Spotify listeners, make sure you subscribe. Um, we're getting really good numbers on Spotify. So thank you to everyone who is tuning in on that platform. Really appreciate that. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Games Are Fun. And uh, we will come back next week. And hopefully, I'm really hoping that we're in February. I'm just waiting for Nintendo to tweet out, you know, next Thursday, tune in for a Nintendo Direct so we have some yep. juicy news to talk about. Because it's it's been too long since we've had those big scoops. So It's got to be soon. It's got to be soon, yeah. But... Just get prepared, guys. We're we're into February now. You got to listen to Luke talk a little bit more about Yakuza, and then we're into <laughs> Animal Crossing and Final Fantasy, and so yes. on and so forth. So, really looking forward to that stuff. So, thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys all next week. See you later. 